Welcome to the Rocky Road Podcast, brought to you by Rockbusters, with your host, Dennis Wager. Dennis is a best-selling author and an expert in demolition, rock, and concrete breaking, as well as a professional blaster. He is also president of Rockbusters Incorporated, along with his son, Brian. On the podcast, you'll hear exciting stories of how these challenged types of rock and concrete jobs are done. you learn about the uses of expanding grout and explosive devices. But furthermore, you'll hear about some of the hurdles and struggles entrepreneurs and business owners have had along the way, how they got started, and how they broke through the obstacles and found the path to success. Along with that, some insight for young people and people wanting to get into the industry. So listen in. I hope you enjoy the show. Now, here's Dennis Wager. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'd like to welcome today uh, Marco Perez. He's uh, been working with us here at Rockbusters. And uh, welcome, Marco. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Hello, Dennis. Good morning. Morning. How are things going for you? Uh, everything going fine. Uh, lots of work, lots of rock to bust. So yeah, that's what's important, right? Always lots yeah, of yeah. rock to bust, and as uh, yeah, long as there's rock, we're good. So tell us a bit about yourself. What what kind of background do you have? What what brought you to today? Well, um, I'm a geological environmental engineer, and um, well. I'm here at Vancouver um, because I'm working for uh, Rockbusters. I'm currently a foreman to to the company, and well, that's why I'm here today. I want to talk about uh, some some issues about uh, the uh, blast um, the blast of rocks or. Uh, yeah, I think in, in particular, we were going to talk about uh, the grouting. You know, you uh, managed that job for us in uh, in West Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You had a substantial crew there. And you know, tell us about that, how that uh, went for you and any obstacles or anything challenging or what got in your way or, or you know, what, what how was it for you? Okay. Uh, it was a kind of a hard uh, job because we have in Vancouver's uh, lots of granite. This is one of the hardest, hardest rock on the, on the earth. So, um, we think about the drilling pattern. Uh, you get to the side and see these, uh, layers or horizontal layers of granite. So if you are going to make, if you are going to make a drilling pattern, you must know uh, what kind of rock and surface available you have. So, uh, we talked to the foreman there and the depth that, uh, we're gonna blast was about from four, from four feet to two feet. So, and we have in this, uh, on the field is kind of a slope. So mm-hmm. me as a geologist, uh, I needed to think about the weakest point of the rock so we can drill the pattern uh, to take advantage of this fact. And for this for this job, we used uh, uh, Next Pro number two and drill holes from about one feet 
uh, height to four feet depth. Uh, because again, of this kind of a slope or still. Right. And well, we wanted to blast the rock, uh, to get to the level, but not at the same height because it not, it, it wasn't a flat surface, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first step was to identify the weak points of the rock and then mark all these, uh, weak pattern to drill the holes. And to make this, uh, we, uh, used, uh, um, a measurement about, uh, every hole was about one, one foot and a half away from each other. And well, you, we use, uh, drill hammers for the job. So. Right. And what I, diameter holes did you drill? Uh, it was about like an inch. Or inch and a half, inch. actually. It was an inch, inch and a half, half holes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then that broke up good, right? <clears throat> We've got a lot of good pictures and video of that job. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that will be uh, uploaded on our website shortly, actually, the the new video of the job. Um, yeah, and then I was very impressed. Uh, you know, I I was actually there when when uh, the machine was ripping it out. We had a 200 cat or 320 cat just uh, go in there and, put on the tooth bucket and just ripped the, the rock right out of the ground. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it's impressive. Yeah. It was impressive. Very big piece of machine. And it was very, yeah. because, uh, we didn't have to use the uh, jackhammers to make chips of, of this crack rock. Yeah. Like we do in some of the, the tighter access jobs, like inside of houses and things where you have to jackhammer it. It's mm-hmm. nice to have some equipment that's uh, larger and can uh, do a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and also the grout that we used, the next pro, it was very helpful because it, we drill the holes, we pour in the grout, and then at the, at the next day we have these big pieces, these big big cracks appear in the granite, and to me that's very impressive because, as I said before, it's a uh, one of the toughest and hardest rock on the planet, and the grout makes a brilliant work there right exactly and then also you know like i've always said it's it's really kind of matching up like we know what the power of the grout will do but we don't know how the rock is going to react to it so you're trying to match up a drill pattern you know which combines the spacing and the diameter of holes Mm -hmm. Uh, you're trying to match that up with the hardness of the rock or the situation that the rock may be in yes so it's kind of through that experience that you kind of learn right Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe tell everybody about, you know, how you set the grade. We used a laser to get dialed into, uh, you know, oh, yeah. the, the drill depths. Yeah. Once we managed to take up all this rock that cracked, we need to get to the level. So we had a difference between, uh, four to two feet because we wanted to get to 80. 80, 87, 8, 87. Uh, so we use a level to remove all this rock, the, all this layer of rock. And well, we set the level 
uh, with the point that we have before that was set at 80, 89 uh, feet above the level of sea. And we needed to get down two feet and to get into 80, 87. So, right. I, I think that was because. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was because. The, the rock, we needed to start taking measurements every here and there because the surface was an irregular one. You were, yeah, exactly. And then like the, the rock, like you were saying, is sloped. So on the deep end, it would be four feet. And on the shallow end, it would be uh, zero. Yes. And what was nice with the laser is that we could shoot the grade to to what we wanted and we could drill each row of holes to the right depth. So we, we would drill the deepest ones at the far edge to four feet and then three and a half feet and then three feet and then two and a half mm-hmm. feet and then two feet and et cetera. Yeah, but with okay. doing it that way, you're, you're able to actually finish off with a, with a level grade mm-hmm. uh, and ready, ready to build on. So it's not accuracy that makes a difference. So that's what I was saying uh, uh, with someone else too, is just that we're able to do a lot of work after a blaster comes and goes. So if you, if you have a blaster come in and, and blast with high X, the, the bulk of the excavation and then somebody like us can come in and and do the detail work or the finish work and iron out any kind of humps and bumps or you know little rocks hanging out of the edge or clean up any anything that's left behind in your way we can take care of all that as well as on this side yeah yeah it isn't all about brute force you need data no that's right that's right it's not i mean you you need the, the brute force but you need a combination mm-hmm. of things, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't, you can't use just all brute force because it's yeah. too much quite often. And then uh, tell us about the boulders. There is apparently like a, a large number of, of very big boulders left on site yes, too from the blast. Boulders and they were uh, all of different sizes, uh, about six feet long, five feet high, uh, five feet wide, kind of. Um, so for some boulders, we... We use uh, we drilled uh, one hole here. Where in other boulders, we drilled two or three holes because uh, all that we wanted to do was uh, to break these boulders into smaller pieces to get a rhythm up easier. So what I um, needed to make was to uh, focus on the of the biggest uh, dense or biggest uh, masses of of rock that this boulder had mm-hmm. so we can so we can blast uh, the lenses the yes the the bigger parts of these boulders um, but in this case it was easier because I mean uh, a boulder is in a big surface of rock right so right, exactly. The grout works perfect with this because it has too many power to crack all these big rocks. So I'm, right. I aim for the middle point of mass in every boulder, and it works perfectly. Yeah, that was nice to see. It was so fast. It was. I know you guys poured uh, at the end of a day, and then next morning it was all broken and ready to load out and. That was really the the whole problem that everybody encounters with oversized rock is 
just just too big to load into trucks and too big to mm-hmm. to move around so now with just one one day uh, i think we had six guys drilling and uh, and and splitting we did like a whole pile of boulders we had the machine lay them out into into rows we had the guys jump on top and just drill them all pour them and then the next morning the machine was able to grab them and just pull them apart with the ease it was uh, it was pretty impressive yeah pretty impressive pretty impressive yes so when you get the rock cracked by the grout, um, you get these all different sizes of chunks, and it's pretty easy to get rid of them. Yeah. So did you have any challenges on the job? Anything that, that was a struggle? Yes, uh, we were struggling with the natural cracks that the rock, the rock already has. Because, I mean, uh, you don't know how the rock is going to react until you get deeper and deeper and deeper. So one of the challenges were that, uh, meanwhile, well, well, while we were drilling the holes, the bits get stuck in between these natural cracks. So because mm-hmm. you have all these, all these masses of rock pushing one against another, so the bits get stuck in. Even we have uh, the branches with all on the bit get stuck in so this is this this was the main uh, issue that i uh, find there uh, dealing with these natural cracks and managed to drill holes around them to don't get so many bits lot, lots in the process but of course we had like three of them uh, stuck with all on the branches but then mm-hmm. when the rock cracked the excavator managed to hook them up with a chain and get yeah. in, get get in, get them up yeah okay good so so then overall it was just a matter of having some spare bits and spare drill steel to continue and then at the end after the rock saw cracked the machine was able to lift them out yes that's right other than one i know we we bent one <laughs> yes and, we bent. and, and it got oh, stuck we bent yeah two. bent two because yeah yeah. The excavator was pretty, pretty strong, and the rock. Yeah. Were, well, the rock was very, very tight. strong too. Very strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Um, great. So, any other big takeaways from doing that job, from managing that many people? We had, you know, a good number of people on that job. Yeah. yeah. At at one point, we were like six uh, working in there. So sometimes it, it gets uh, harder to coordinate all these people. But mm. once you get the, the drill pattern set and well, that's, that makes a easier job because you can say them, Oh, you want to drill from this part to this part, uh, six feet. And you want to drill from this part to this, to this section, uh, two feet and well, um, it was easy because the, the, the crew was, uh, pretty, uh, how do you say that? Um, they tend to collaborate pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anything that you would uh, suggest for people that were going to do this type of job, like kind of from start to finish, how would you, how would you take this on? Um, you need to have a general image of you, what you are going to do first. Because you can just get there and start drilling in any pattern, right? So yeah. 
maybe uh, you need to know what type of rock you are going to drill, and you need to see the details on the rock so you can take advantage of, uh, for example, the natural cracks that it already has. And you need to know how many people you need to to drill all this pattern and to set priorities because uh, in this case, in West Bank, we, we have this uh, slope. Mm-hmm. So it was better to drill first the higher part of the rock to break this first and get all this rock in the bottom loose and so you can make an easier job. Because if you drill all the rock at, uh, at the same time, you may be, be a struggle with taking out all this because it, knows, it, it will be not all loose. So if you take the, the biggest part or the biggest uh, layer of rock first, then the other, right. the, the, the bottom one, it will come easier. Yeah, exactly. So if you take out, you know, the hard part or even any part, then it creates a space and opening for the rest to, to follow suit and, and keep on breaking out. Yeah, it's kind of a jigsaw. Yeah, that's what I always related to too. It's like a it's like a puzzle. Rock when it cracks is always it doesn't come out right away. It's, it always forms these little wedge pieces mm-hmm. and the, and the pieces kind of lock one another in. So it's like if you just start taking out some pieces, even little pieces, it just creates more space and then more come out and more come out and it gets easier mm-hmm. as you go. And uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. And that job was a very big success. So we had a tight time frame on that. You know, we had a lot of guys on it. We got it done. The customer is very happy, uh, which makes me happy. And then we went on to another job. Maybe you want to tell us about too, which was a concrete demolition job uh, of a oh. sign, uh, a sign base. A big four-ton sign was uh, suspended or hung from this this uh, big concrete uh, footing. Yes. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe tell us about that one. Yeah, it was uh, it, um, this this job that you are talking about. It was even harder for me because, uh, well, you may think uh, it, it's concrete, right? You break and blast rock. Concrete should be easier. But yeah, that's what you would think. We didn't expect that this big chunk of concrete has too many rebars. Uh, mm-hmm. and kind of a steel knots in between them. So we struggled with that because we once we drill the holes, we, we drill like uh, only a pattern of two lines of holes that mm-hmm. have like one foot separation between each other. Yeah, because one foot because, spacing. Okay, it's concrete. It, it's going to be easier, right? It's not as hard as, as granite. But yeah. we didn't expect that it would have so many rear bars. So yeah. what what happened was that the, once we pour once we pour the grout and expect to the other day for the results, the cracks weren't weren't so big because all these rear bars get the concrete together. So it was a lot of work to get out to get rid of this concrete because it get our our jackhammers get stuck in between the the rear bars, and it was right. Very yeah. Good. 
And as I said, yeah, so more when when this that uh, blasting rock. So yeah, so in a situation like that, we didn't know like how that it had any steel in it, of course. So uh, that was kind of uh, a surprise. Yeah, it was so that surprise. yeah, yeah. So therefore, that's why we we drilled the holes a foot apart. But if we would have known that it had steel, we could have drilled the holes closer together. You know, like eight inches or even six inches apart, or even mm-hmm. drilled bigger diameter holes, put more grout yes. in it to help break it apart more. Yeah, because I know when, where we got. The, the ground still made its job in a perfect yeah, way. Yeah, it, it 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 did. It still broke it, but it's it could have been better if we would have had more grout in it. Is is all I was uh, getting at. And then also you had a bit of a struggle with the jackhammer sizing too, right? Maybe you yes, want to speak uh, to that a little bit. We figured out that um, once the grout was cracked, was cracked all this concrete. Um, well, we used jackhammers to break all these uh, pieces of concrete, right? So we mm-hmm. find out that if we used a 60 pounds jackhammer, well, uh, it has too much power for concrete. So it gets stuck in between the concrete because of uh, this too many, too much power. But in the other hand, the jackhammer uh, that it's uh, 40 pounds, this uh, vibrates in a higher frequency. So it tends to break concrete in smaller pieces and with even less effort. So we ended up using all, uh, all the time this four pound jackhammer for this project in particular, because uh, mm-hmm. as I, like I said, uh, it's, it, it worked better. High frequency of heating and it, will, it was better to break this concrete. Uh, it's not all the time about uh, power and brute force. Yeah, silly. It's about the right tool or the right way uh, to go about it. So, so they make three different sizes of jackhammers. They make a sixty pound. Sorry, they make a forty pound, a sixty pound, and a ninety pound. Mm-hmm. So typically, our go to is the sixty pound. But luckily, we have a, a large selection of uh, jackhammers, so yes. you could easily grab the forty pound. But then you get into other situations like the Rock and Whistler where it's super hard. And there you want to use the 90-pound. Yes. Uh, because, you, you know, the, the frequency is one thing, but it also goes by blows per minute. So the, mm-hmm. the, the blows per minute is like how many times per minute the hammer is going to hit the rock or concrete. And mm-hmm. then the frequency is the speed. So the smaller ones, they go faster, but they don't hit as hard. And the bigger ones, yes. they go slower, but hit harder. That's so it's matching up what you want to accomplish with the whole thing, right? Also, yeah, the weight of the jackhammer, you know, a lot of guys can't or don't want to carry a 90-pound jackhammer. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's heavy. Uh, yes, and especially if you're standing on top of a footing or a rock, you don't, you know, that that situation is, is better suited to a 40-pound jackhammer. Yeah, that's it. And also at Whistler, uh, we struggled a lot because the rock was divided by the natural geologic, geologic fault. So in the mm-hmm. upper part of the project, you have all these uh, like uh, soft rock that tends to make chips easier, and in yeah. the lower part you have the the harder the harder rock. rock. Yes. So in there we have to use this mix of 
40 pounds jackhammer for the upper part and 60 pounds jackhammer for the lower part. Uh, right, right. It, it, it was funny because uh, once you start work, you say, ah, I'm going to blast and break everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We, but once you start working, actually working in the in the site, you you start to see all these details, and you are like, oh, okay, we can use all the the this brute force. You we need to use our head and our brain to get yeah, a, some, yeah, yeah. You need to apply some common sense to it, right? Yes, that's it. Well, especially in Whistler, I mean, we're working inside of a house, you know, and, and then not only we're working inside of a house, you have two uh, main uh, support walls that are in, in the middle of the space that we're taking out. So mm -hmm. so we we can't jeopardize undermining the, the, the footings that they sit on, the, the rock that they sit on. So it's really, you know, a combination of, you know, we, we remember line drilled some holes there close to mm -hmm. the, the, the footing of the walls. Mm -hmm. uh, just to uh, allow some space for it to break. We didn't fill those with grout, but we just allowed that for a breaking point. Yeah, and it. then, and then, like we talked about, the difference in sizes of jackhammers to use. So there is a lot of skill and uh, knowledge required to do these kind of jobs, you know, coupled with the right tools and and equipment. So, you know, that's where you know we just talked about the the laser, like setting up the laser and getting us down the grade. You know, once you get down the grade, you can put back in some gravel, you know, cause I always go mm -hmm. like a six inches or a foot below the desired grade. Cause rock kind of breaks uneven. Then you just mm -hmm. put back in a bit of gravel and you compact it, you get up to grade and you just follow that grade in uh, and just keep taking out the rock, keep filling in the gravel and, until you finish. Yes. And once you learn it all, it's just quite, it makes sense. Right. But it's, it's just yes. like people struggle because there's so many different aspects to it and it's not, uh, it's not easy. Rock, rock is, is not easy to break. You know. Yes, it's not easy. And as I said, as, as I said, uh, it's not all about break all the rock and that's it. No, you you need to think about the details. The details. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we have uh, great guys and great equipment. All of our stuff is new, and and uh, we know we have a lot of. A lot of things to bring to the table, and now we even look after the disposal. We have our own roll-up bins and trucks and compressors, containers. So uh, it's it's quite a good operation now. We can do yes. a lot of things. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Marco. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your hard work. Uh, things very good. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day and enjoy your, enjoy your weekend. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, take care and have a good one. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode and tell us your story, visit our website at www.rockbusters.com. If you have a project and would like to learn more about our products, or if you're interested in partnering with us and becoming a distributor, give us a call. Thanks again. We appreciate your support.